You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 9, Episode 24. Star Trek The Next Generation Writer's Director's Guide, March 23rd, 1987. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Oh boy, Star Trek fans. I mean, I, I'm excited for every one of our episodes uh, here now in five years. Five years and... Ta-da! Wrapping up nine seasons today. Welcome to our ninth season finale. Uh, We always try to do something a little more special than even our special episodes all through the years, all through the season. And as special as our anniversary is today, our final uh, finale for the season, uh, it calls for a special guest. And it's one that we just flat ran out of time with recently. So look, we've got a topic today. Uh, As we record this, I'm very cognizant that we're... uh, Picard is on the way. It's it's just around the corner, February 16th. And of course, later on, it'll be interesting to hear these thoughts anyway, as we see the third season of Picard and Spool. Hey, our document, what we're talking about here is from the TNG era, but it speaks to today so much as all of our documents do. It's right there on Facebook as usual. You you Trekophiles, spelled with an F, you know what to do. Go to our page at facebook.com slash the Trekfiles. We've got a doozy, it's selected pieces from the Writer's Guide of Next Generation, first season. There's some selected pieces there. Here's an audio sample, but you want to come right back and be with our very special season finale guest. What has not changed? The same action-adventure entertainment format. We now have more freedom and story latitude because our series bypasses the networks and is made directly for television stations. As before, without neglecting entertainment value, we invite writers to consider premises involving the challenges facing humanity today, the 1980s and 90s, particularly those which interest the writer personally. The new Star Trek episodes will continue the tradition of vivid imagination, intelligence, and a sense of fun, while still assessing where we humans presently are, where we're going, and what our existence is really about. Hey, we'll get right back to the show in a minute, after a word from this week's sponsor, Toink.com. Now, if you're looking online for a great selection of Star Trek and pop culture products to fill out your collection, look no further than Toink.com. It's a site full of clever, creative ideas for your home and just for fun. Everything from Star Trek bathrobes to toys to kitchenware to art and prop replicas. Hey, I love the TOS style door chime that looks just like it came right off the original Enterprise, you know, the red panel. Plus, there are dishes that replicate the L-Cars look of TNG, and even a set that's lifted right from the screen of Star Trek Picard Season 3. The best part about it, Toink is offering an exclusive discount for our listeners with the checkout code Roddenberry. You can use that to get 15% off your order, and that's on top of the already great deals like their buy three, get one free on select products, free gifts with purchases over $50, and free shipping in the continuous United States. So again, use our code Roddenberry at checkout to take 15% off your order of exclusive, officially licensed Star Trek products at toink.com. 
That's T-O-I-N-K dot com. All right. All right, Truckophiles. Are we, uh, <laughs> do you think that little series, that new thing, uh, TNG, would be up for that? I think they, I think they passed the test eventually. It was a rough going there. A little chaos on that bridge the first year or two, but Next Generation got where it was going and then some relaunched this franchise, caught lightning in a bottle again, as they say, and went on for seven glorious years for motion pictures and really influencing even after those fallow years, even uh, influencing all the series today. And of course, most of all, Star Trek Picard, which has had a interesting long and winding road. And that's why I am so glad <laughs> to welcome back to the Trek Files. Uh, yes, if you heard him a few weeks back, uh, Terry Metalis, who is the executive producer and a showrunner uh, into season two and especially this glorious season three that we're all so excited about. Terry, thanks so much for coming back and uh, jumping into this kind of this whole stew of star trek then and now and uh it's a lot of fun oh it's my pleasure happy finale oh thank you again thank you for again we've had you on these two big shows i'm getting spoiled here uh, i'm spoiled <laughs> well again we've got these time capsule pieces that again we were talking earlier we're so worried that we won't we'll hope we have equivalents of this from the current era of of star trek to go back as snapshots in time right Right. Flies in amber. Uh, so what, we were we got off on this topic, but what this is setting up now? This is some of those early doc. We've got earlier writers guides. You know they're still, you know they've they've we've they've cast Denise Crosby by now. So we've gone from Macha Hernandez to Tasha Yar as the security chief. Uh, right. Most of the spellings are in place, although they're still saying that Jean Luc Picard's nickname will be Luke. Right. <laughs> so, but, but this is this that. is pretty far along. So I'm just curious, looking again, looking at these early days and the premises, not just the characters, but the premise of the tone and what the show is going to do and, you know, from old to new, what strikes you? What jumps out here as you looked at this? Well, again, it's, 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 it's all, uh, it's pretty stunning as to how much even is relevant today. Um, I always, I, I, it's funny, as, as I read uh, Jordy's, uh, his eyes act as a tricorder, it made me go, oh man, I don't really have a moment in season three where we use his eyes as a tricorder. Um, so I was kind of bummed about that. So that was, I kind of wish that I, I, I had that moment, but you can't do it all. I, can't, I didn't um, mean to bring you down, Terry. This was supposed no, to be a no, celebration. No. <laughs> we have plenty of Jordy moments that, that, that yeah. uh, we have lots of new Jordy moments that, that, that you were hoping to see, but cool. that was one I was like, oh gosh, yeah, we should have done. But then again, it's, it, it, it feels like the eyes have been, have been well, uh, well played at, at this, right. at this. Um, there's it, also just a real nice, there's a sparseness to, to how this is written. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, I saw these are sections, and there's a later part of this writer's guide that has like a page and a half on each of the characters. So it's not like they were. This is all they no, were giving the writers to begin with, right? No, but like nowadays, mm -hmm. uh, any kind of bible there there is a there's a dense three or four page character synopsis mm -hmm. that usually you know comes with a bible that that can be intense. Um, so there is something nice about how uh, in March of 1987. He is straight and to the point uh, about all of his ideas here. Um, 
Well, of course, oh. then they're worried about standing this show up on its own merits versus the original series. Very much. Right. Very much. Very much. Uh, uh, you know, this is not Kirk's Enterprise. Um, only 4% this, uh, of the galaxy is, was explored in his time. Uh, the, the ship is up to eight times the size of the original Enterprise, less of the battleship sterility. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's your it's carpet. Funny. On, that's your carpet on the walls. There, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's your carpet on the walls. Your carpet on the floors. It's your carpet everywhere. Your dentist office <laughs> feeling, which is, uh, and then it's funny because if you think about as the show and then the features progressed, they went away from that mm-hmm. and went went back to battleship feeling, like the Enterprise E. Um, but uh, yeah, the Luke thing is it stuck out quite a bit. It's it just as a, it, it, Patrick Stewart doesn't feel like a Luke, Elder. right? With right. a rival franchise and their hero being Luke, it doesn't feel like that's a good <laughs> idea either. Well, of course, that's that's hindsight too. But oh no, not hindsight back then, right? Um, but you know, and but you're looking here for one thing. Well, and you've got. Um, I guess it would be too spoilerific to say if we see the Traveler Wesley again. But again, Baby Wes's bio is in here. Yes. Um, you know, which was supposed to be Gene, the, the misunderstood teenager, the brilliant misunderstood teenager. was G- That's why it's, it's Wesley, Eugene Wesley Roddenberry. And originally, Beverly Crusher, I don't know if you knew this or not, or if, or if you'd read my book. But originally, it was all about Wesley... And his dad, who died under Picard's command on the Stargazer, yes, and Beverly was just God. kind of like to be to be Wes's mom, and they didn't even know what they would do with her. And finally, they, right. they were, oh, we'll make her the doctor. And and right. even just through their process, she grew in importance. Right. But it was this really all that. about Wesley at first. Yes. Which makes sense. Um, it's funny. I just did the ready room uh, last week with uh, with Will, Will uh, and. Uh, and it his love for star trek and in those years and and um and this particularly this season is so heartwarming how like how much all of these actors are still so attached mm-hmm. um yeah i mean he almost made me cry <laughs> so much so I mean, he, he, he gave me his book and he, he wrote thank you for taking such good care of star trek and I'm like, thank you for taking such a chance, Star Trek. Don't thank me. Um, <laughs> no, you're crying. No, I'm crying. No, you're crying, yeah. Um, well, if, you know, this doesn't just have info about the characters. And again, we're speaking to your experience having to update. It wasn't so much from whole cloth. It was updating. But in a way, it almost was because Picard, the series, had gone down a path. And it was it's it strikes me how it was a lot like Next Generation. It was let's not do these. Let's have something for Next Gen was all about not leaning into anything original series until they got comfortable in their own skin. Right. You know, it's like it, one of the one of the flashpoints to me is every other Berman era show, if you will, and the modern ones, they they finally let go and had fun with having all the doctors, Bashir and mm-hmm. the EMH and Flocks, all saying, I'm a doctor, nada. But the only Modern Doctor who never got to say I'm a do-, you know McCoy's line is a, in a little homage a fun moment was Crusher. Right. 
and it's like, but that's so reflective of of how they had to. They were so, you know, at least out of the gate, they were so so into standing on the very own. conscious of not doing that. And then they got, that. yeah, and then they got into it, and they, you know, and by the time then you're in the movies, and and that's not such an issue. You knew who they were, and I and I feel that way with the Picard series. It was like, and as you said, I think last time we chatted, that was driven by Patrick wanted to do something new and not derivative. But once you jump through those hoops, and once you've had that new worn down a little bit everybody's ready for this moment this this feel it has to be earned you know i i i think i think it has to be earned and and, and specifically for season three um i think patrick and um everyone needed to be warmed up to the idea mm -hmm. of of that even still um, right yeah i mean again if you're going to do one final outing what what is a what should it be? And for me, it always felt like what's what could be better than a final send off to that mm -hmm. crew. Um, and look, all good things is arguably maybe one of the greatest television finales of all time. But the truth is they made, you know, four movies after. <laughs> so there's there is that feeling yeah. of those arcs dangling and those characters are out there. Mm -hmm. And what a tremendous opportunity to see them now. Right. 20 something years later um, and bring them all back from one final adventure uh, to see that uh, see Jordy have a family. I mean, that's just, that's exciting to see what his daughters might be like. It's a helm. Right. Yeah. It's, right. it's pretty it's much fun. less the in family casting, but which, right. Which brought it home even more. Um, yes. Yeah, I remember seeing her when he was directing on Enterprise and she came by after school one day and I think there's a bit in some story I did for the old communicator where, oh, and his, you know, daughter came by and it, we had the little bit in there. It just kind of made it personal, but that's, it's even like seeing that come around again now is... And to get her in a, a proper Starfleet mm -hmm. uniform mm -hmm. next to her father is, it's just, you know, your heart bursts. <laughs> well, it, the thing, of course, the person who's not here, which again is just the 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 funk of how TV goes, is uh, we we've got the description of Wesley here, who's not in the regular cast, but the person who isn't here, who was soon, is is Worf and Michael, because yes. at the time here, Worf was going to be an occasional, but again, right. that's another case of they oh. get into it and they go, oh my, aunt, we got to have this guy all the time, up right. his up his contract, yeah, right, right, I mean. Which is, it's funny because I don't remember that. I always, it, it, it's one of those things in my memory. I always remember a Klingon on the bridge because that was, that felt like the thing we talked about the most mm -hmm. at conventions before it premiered, uh, that the Klingon Empire uh, and the, and the Federate had, the Klingon Empire joined the Federation. Um, I remember being at a convention <laughs> as as a kid in new york city uh and and that was a thing brought up at a panel i remember telling rick berman about it too because it was rick was up um rick was up on stage and i remember telling him about it so it, it was uh i mean that's a crazy thing by the way too to be right. the fan who was at a convention as a kid to being with this cast on the bridge of a starship and and coming full circle that way well uh, yeah. akiva okay. loves to tell okay. his story dave blast loves to tell his story you know about being right. a fan i mean it shouldn't be i mean you know when you've got a franchise 
show a franchise franchise empire uh, universe going on, and it shouldn't have to be a job requirement, but it just helps. <laughs> uh, it, it really helps. It, uh, it also is, it was important on, on my writing staff, too, that we had non-Star Trek fans, too, as right. writers, um, to keep you in check. Keep you honest. Right. Yeah, because you can go down a real Star Trek rabbit hole mm -hmm. that does, that's not, doesn't make the most dramatic sense. Um, and so uh you can leave that for lower decks <laughs> absolutely totally. absolutely boy the deep dives they get into i love it in even their key art their key art is deep dives in 23 minutes yeah yeah yes well so speaking of that i mean they they get into here about believability, and it's the old star trek you know gene had such trouble in the 60s he either had sci-fi writers who were novelists who couldn't contain it into a 60 minute script or 40 minute script or he right. had TV writers who were, I want to say hack writers, but their, their sci-fi ideas were so limited. And he was right. always trying to marry the two and find the, and that's where Dorothy and Gene Kuhn were like godsends. Yeah. So, you know, it's always a struggle. And we started to talk about this the last time you visited, how it's a different dynamic now, because we're not talking about 26 or even 10 one-off episodes. We're dealing with a serial arc, you know, chapters right. in a book. So there, but there's parts of this. I mean, what speaks to you? The part where he's talking about stories and believability and, and, and even this bit, the old Star Trek, we don't do fantasy. We don't do sword and sorcery, but you know, famously on TNG that Gene would always say no space pirates. And then even TNG did their space pirates <laughs> gambit, you know, two-parter. Right. Well, for me, it's the band of brothers feeling. It's a mm -hmm. family ensemble in which the continuing characters felt great affection for each other. That was the core for me. Of the original series it was the that for me that trilogy of star trek two three and four um and that is definitely the north star for me for star trek picard season three i was gonna say right uh without question that is to me what makes star trek you know without without banging you over the head with we're a family we're a family you have to earn the moment in which that is felt and said um but that is to me um the core of what makes great star trek and you know again but the other thing about all this is star trek is different things for different people exactly you know? mm -hmm. some people feel that the best star trek is commentary on 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 modern day on 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 the current um on current events that is true some some people think it's just fantastic science fiction. Some people um, think it, it it's uh, a celebration uh, of diversity, uh, in in which it's absolutely mm -hmm. just without question the best of of that. I think the best of all the shows. This it is the one the leading format of all of that going from the nineteen sixties on. But what's great about it is it can be all these things uh for different people and 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 you can volley between all those things uh while you tell your your stories and 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 that's what makes this franchise so different than any of the others yeah do you think i mean it, it's difficult we had years of game of thrones and lost and whatever on serialized storytelling and i know it was a it feels like no matter who you were or what your background was it's been a shift to try to tell Star Trek through that lens, starting with Discovery, but it feels like as the years go by, that's become easier. What you just said, having different tonal 
thematic story. Without, Strange New Worlds makes no beef about it. We have character arcs, but we're really trying to tell one-offs. But even in right. the serial, like your season, uh, do you feel like you... I mean, like, I feel like Nepenthe of season one stands out both as a, a standout show we can remember intact, even though it was part of the flow, but also as a perfect example of, look, look, we can have our legacy characters back, and it's just fine, and it's awesome. So, right. you know, I don't know... Um, uh, how you how you feel your season came together as far as what you just said you know totally different shows that are still part of the the whole well this is we we broke this as, uh, uh, organically so all all of those things exist but uh we very much looked at it uh as as a 10 part story each one with episodic value so it's not like right. one of these things where where you you feel like it's one thing that's stretched out and you're like, oh God, we, we wanted to make sure that each one of these felt like a true beginning, middle and end of each episode. Good. Um, and that we were building um, each character story uh, in a way that you got to know who every one of these legacy characters were now mm-hmm. before they came together again for the final few hours uh so that's really exciting and it's a thing you couldn't do if it was just a three-hour movie it had to be a 10-hour movie right right and a fitting well we'll see defining end. well this is again terry it's been so great to have you here because i just i'm really struck by the by the example of tng in 86 87 and, Incredible. And, and any in any future track, much less the one you've been working on. Uh, well, you haven't worked on this show for a while, so I hope I hope we, there's something cooking down the pike here. As I, point I, I, would, I would love nothing more. Well said, sir. Well said. So anyway, we're all excited and we will be excited for Picard long after we see the first run. So uh, I'm excited. Thanks again, though, for joining us and thank you. Helping so close much out the season. Me. OK, uh, thanks, guys. OK, we'll see you soon, Terry. The Trek Files Gang is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. All of our documents and your chance to comment, and please do, are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek in Portal 47. Uh, Yeah, that's me, at larrynemichek.com. That's where you can also link in for all the new Trek Files swag and shirts at our Public shop, too. Trek well, everybody. We'll see you next season. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.